even as a kid, I can remember going to friends' houses and if there was a dad in the house, I always felt uncomfortable. Oh. Yeah, I always felt like like if it was a single mum household, that was my place. Like I felt Whoa. good there, but when there was a man there, I felt I felt weird. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, let's welcome Ellen. <laughs> Ellen Howland. Let's welcome Matthew. And Larissa. <coughs> so we, we have three people with three different experiences. Ellen had a very rocky relationship with uh, her dad. So she's going to share with us what happened. Matthew had a great dad, but he was a very stubborn child. So it's a reverse. Yeah. <laughs> and La- Larissa had some experiences with, um, some bad experiences, I would say, with a dad, a biological dad, but God sent someone in her life who became the dad she needed. So we have an experience of an adoptive or foster father. We have a good father and a bad child. <laughs> <laughs> And we have a father who missed uh, the mark or standard. So let's hear, let's hear from them. And so Ellen, thank you for being here. Can you talk to us about your experience with your dad? Yeah, um, thank you for having me. So my relationship with my dad was very um, distant and dysfunctional. Um, my dad is an alcoholic and a gambler. And that forced my mum to kick him out when I was five years old. Um, so from the age of five for most of my childhood he really wasn't around he would we would see him at family gatherings and sometimes he would turn up and sometimes he wouldn't Um, and so he was unreliable and would say he was coming but then wouldn't come Um, and then I did move in with him for a little while when I was a teenager so when I was 15 there was a pretty significant domestic violence situation in my mum's home that forced me to move in with my dad. So I spent a little bit of time with him, but it was quite strained. We didn't really have the closeness that you have with a dad because he didn't know me and I didn't know him, but I also knew that I couldn't count on him. So he kind of came in and out of my life all my childhood. So he would come and go, but was never a constant. Um, I think the only constant was that I was always left feeling let down. Um, Never actually felt loved. And from the time I was about 18, I became the parent. So he would, I would get phone calls when he lapsed in rehab and had ran away from rehab. And yeah, so I was the one then that would be forced to look after him and then sort out accommodation for him. So yeah, very challenging. Yeah, very challenging. Yeah. You became the parent to him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that can be hard. Yeah. Can you imagine? Mm. Uh, Matthew, how how was your relationship with your dad? Can you share with that? Um, we've always had we always had a good relationship, a relationship when we were kids, when growing up. Um, he was always there for us, even when we were growing up. Um, probably in the later, probably my later teens, I was influenced by the world a bit too much, and I tend to, and I, yeah, sort of living pretty wild lifestyle 
but before that, obviously, as a kid, we were brought up in the church and we made a commitment to the church and to Christ and all that. So what did you do? What, what do you so mean by being led astray? Led astray, so like all the like alcohol and you know, sort of you know when you're when you're a teenager, you're getting you go down to anyone's main school, used to high school, going down to toilet block and you know have cigarettes. So you sort of that. Uh, influence mm. by your friends around you, well, bad influence, and then this just sort of led getting worse and worse, and eventually became full-on addict, alcoholic, um, cigarettes. How did that affect your relationship with your dad? Um, like we still had a relationship, but I think we were thinking when we were sitting here earlier, when we were discussing running through the um, sort of leading up to it in the start. I've thought about the prodigal son and what that does to a father's heart. Mm. So that we ne- he never dissed himself from us. He was always there for us. That's I can't. But when I look at that, I see what it done to him. Yeah. Like, what it broke his heart. Yeah. yeah. So, Larissa, can you brief us on your relationship with your father's? Yep. Um, <laughs> so my dad, as a child, I thought he was my hero. Um, I had a good relationship with him. I was about the age of 11 that I realised things weren't so great. Um, Just a little example, I was being beat up at school um, by another boy and this was a regular thing on a daily basis and my dad, like when he was told, he didn't step up. Mm. He would rather save face in the community then stand up for me so that sort of put a strain on our relationship and from there onwards like through academics and my sporting everything I did was to try to get his attention Mm. but he never showed up so other things came first so that was my relationship with my dad Mm. yeah I do have good memories with him yeah but yeah it's a strained how did God bring? How did God bring someone in your life? Uh, yeah. So then God brought someone else along, and um, it was. I didn't realize that I needed that mm. um, until it hit me, and I realized, like, through him spending quality time with me, um, doing things with me that. I didn't actually get with my father, just always being there, showing me things. But also, um, like, he teaches me things, but spiritually as well. Mm. I didn't have that with my dad. So he walks with me and gives me godly advice and even advice with guys and stuff like that. That's that's what he does for me. So Who is that, man? Yeah, so that's Doug. Yeah. 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 Well done, Doug. Mm. Well done, Dad. Mm. Yeah. So he he became a father to you. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And I know he loves me. So. Mm. You know he loves you. Yeah, I do. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's good. Well done, Dad. Well done. <laughs> To say that in front of the church is a big um, statement. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Ellen, <laughs> how did your father's behavior affected your view of men in general or 
you know, the view of even God or fatherhood? Yeah. Um, every little girl needs a dad and needs their dad to love them. And um, I guess I didn't feel loved or lovable because mm. I wasn't loved by my dad or I didn't feel loved by my dad. Um, so I felt like no man could be trusted. And I, I learned to be fiercely independent. But you, I, I also then spent a lot of my time before Ashley um, attracting the wrong type of men into my life um, because I just, I just didn't know what a relationship with a man was supposed to be like because I hadn't seen a good father modelled, I hadn't seen a good husband modelled. So, yeah, it just it really messed me up for a lot of my life and I've had to do a lot of work on repairing that damage. But even as a kid, I can remember going to friends' houses and if there was a dad in the house, I always felt uncomfortable. Oh. Yeah, I always felt like, like if it was a single mum household, that was my place. Like I felt wow. good there, but when there was a man there, I felt I felt weird. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So I didn't know how to have friendships or relationships with men, like healthy relationships. It mm. was always a dysfunctional one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's it's a uh, it's so powerful to see how a, a, the role of a father can affect the children. Just yeah. the lack of a father in the house, yeah. Um, or I, I mean, a good father, yeah, because he was there but not playing his role, yeah. Uh, uh, Matthew, if you were given a second chance, what would you do differently? Um, not be so stubborn and arrogant. <laughs> Um, knowing what I know now, like um, I think we're reading the Bible, you know, honour your parents, and your days will go well with you. So even though my, you know, he was never never treated us badly, but it could have went a lot better for me um, through my teenage years if I stuck, you know, stuck to the commitment to God. Um, that would be the only thing I'd do differently. So what hurt you is not necessarily the consequences uh, that happen in your life it's the fact that you hurt your dad yeah the fact that you yes you, yeah yeah knowing what it done to him i think it really this morning just getting that revelation like it really just dawned on me this morning did that, you the prodigal son part that, did you sometime uh, go to him son. and apologize did, did, did has that's ever happened we did that's after i got saved and that's probably only actually happened in the last probably three to five years actually to go and you went to him to apologize yeah. Well um, done for what I did. Even even as a Christian, when I got born again, even in the last um, when I first got saved, I still was living that that stubborn and arrogance, yeah. which probably still hurt him even then. Mm. And I could see, yeah, you could see what that was doing to him mm. inside. Um, even though he's still showing his love and support and compassion on the outside. Wow! So now you have a better relationship you, you feel restored now we restored relationship i think honestly i don't i don't can put words to it what i see in him is the heart of the father yeah, yeah. seriously i see that the grace and the mercy mm. and what he's shown to us kids and what he's had to join as a endure as a father yeah still be there for his kids and to support us financially or physically 
spiritually mm. and just being there doing stuff for us coming to help us move house and he doesn't have to even when we've been stubborn and arrogant he still was there all the time I, i'm glad you're saying that a heart of a father larissa what does a father word father mean to you yep. um so i had a very distorted view of the word father to begin with um i heard like the words god loves you like a father and all that sort of stuff and i just went well <laughs> i don't want anything to really do with that <laughs> um <laughs> but it was at a conference a christian conference that i actually it just hit me like god is the perfect father and he loves me so much so i got that revelation and it was so overwhelming and it totally changed what i saw and what i thought about the word father so even though my dad didn't change it was something in me that changed oh, okay and your perception yeah, of father yeah. yeah and so then i i don't cringe at the word father anymore i okay. love the word father like it wow. has depth it's it's beautiful so i w- love when dad came into your life did yep. he match with those yep. align with those expectations that you had on yes. fatherhood yes okay. so um just a few things that i saw and and i felt and we would do like as a father like quality time yeah. um and just the love that i received the way that he took me in yeah. and even the way that Doug loves his wife yeah so i got to see an actual functioning family where two people love each other mm. and i'm like that that's a father that's Did you also see how Annette loves Doug? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, that's for another time. Absolutely. That's for another that's time. That's for another time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about Doug today. <laughs> yes, yes, let's stick to Doug. Let, let's stick to Doug. <laughs> uh, Ellen, what would you like to see in your father if he was given a second a second chance? Yeah, that's um That's an interesting question. Um I'd like him to be there. He doesn't he won't get a second chance. My, <laughs> my no, my father's in a nursing home with dementia, so okay. he doesn't even know who I am anymore. Okay. Um but if Yeah, but if he if to, yes. over again, I can remember telling him one day like if I said to him if you if you could do it all over again, would you change anything? And he said no, and I said like I wish you would. Wow. Yeah, because I wish he'd show up as the person that I needed him to be and be there for me and be that stable person and just love us. Yeah. Just love me and my sisters. Yeah. I think you're speaking to someone in the room. Um if there is a father here who feels that way that they've missed uh the mark. <laughs> Chelsea, thank you. If there is a father here who has made the same mistakes and maybe their children might be feeling the same way. Yeah. What are the traits you'd like the father to focus on? What are the things you'd like that father to work on so that we don't produce another situation like yours? Thank you, Chelsea. Yeah, I think um I think there's great strength in vulnerability, and I think one of the biggest challenges men have is allowing themselves to be vulnerable. Yeah. Thank you. Um so I would I'd encourage my my dad moved out ran away from home at 15. Um so he When you were 15. When oh, he, he, was 15, he was 15, he ran away from home and forged his parents signatures to join the navy. So he was very young and didn't 
didn't have parents himself mm. during those important times. So he didn't know better. But I think if you're in this room, you know better. Yeah. Um, so you've got time to to make a difference and just allow yourself to be vulnerable. Mm. Give your heart to God and ask him to show you what you need to do. And then just reach out to your children and ask them what they want. Get, mm-hmm. Let them guide you because... They just all they want is that your time yeah. and your love and yeah. your approval. That's yeah. that's all any child well needs. Said, well said. Yeah, they don't need all the materialistic things. They just need you. No iPad and computers and no, stuff. Just okay. you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Matt, what did you learn? What is the biggest lesson you learned from your dad? If I'm applying it to my own life now, it's just a uh, that patience, patience, and perseverance that he had. He could have quit at any time. Yeah. Um, if anyone knows our backstory about my mum, but I won't go into that. But yeah, for for him to still stick around. Yeah. Patience. Men in our church cry. We do cry. To still stick around after what he's, what us kids put him through, as well as what he's had to deal with in his own marriage and life. Uh, it's that's why I say he's got the father's art because most people walk away from that. So he had reasons to walk away, but he stayed. Wow, that the father's heart, that is the father's heart. Wow. So to all of you, the three of you, how would you describe a good father? Larissa. I guess just what I've already said, a good father is just someone who, we've all said it, like vulnerability, someone who's just vulnerable with their kids, even if they make mistakes, just being vulnerable and... Mm. and getting up and going again like and spending time with them like mm. i know it's busy work all that sort of stuff but time is just so precious and mm. they're only a kid for a short amount of time so i'd give anything to have time mm. so that's that is important and then yeah just try to like we we're of faith so the father's heart yeah god be more like him are you guys saying that uh, our <sighs> Children needs our presence more than our present. For us to be there. Absolutely. Do you want to comment on that? Yeah, absolutely. No amount amount of gifts is going to ever replace that because when you're not around anymore, what they're going to remember is the times that you weren't there, the times that you missed. Yeah. Yeah. You never mentioned anything that is given to you, like a thing. I think he quality has, time she but yeah, you're mentioning quality time. That is his presence. You never really cried for your dad paying your rent or something, but you said he was patient with me. He was, he was just there as a father. That's what you are celebrating today. Absolutely. You, you never regretted your father not buying something for you, but you are regretting the fact that he was not there That's right. when you needed him. Yeah. I think that can be a big lesson for us as fathers. You... Our children need more of our presence than 
our, pre our present. The need is there. It's not bad to work hard. It's not bad to pay the rent and all those things. But I think being present is more important. If there is one thing I take from what you've just, what you've just said. Thank you so much for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing your experiences with, with the church with us. We learn a lot when we hear from people who have been affected by our behavior. So this is a great lesson to me and to all the men in the room. We are learning. Today we've learned that our children need our presence. And you've demonstrated that. Please thank Ellen, Matthew, and Larissa. God bless you.